Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to The Conversation. Today I'm going to talk about how the world, your reality, is a mirror of your mind. Now, I've touched upon this before, but possibly not in the exact way I'm going to talk about it today. You see, I was presenced to this lacking in the general populace, or represenced, let's say that, through a conversation with one of my former clients. Now, over the last few days, I've actually been more aware of the fact that I want to have more conversations with you, the listener. And so I've actually been reaching out with past clients and those members of my membership vault to have conversations, sometimes welcome conversations, just to get to know you. What what are you dealing with? What's on your mind? What are you aware of? What do you want to learn? And as a result of these conversations, I've decided to create some mini workshops Uh, First and foremost, I'm going to create a workshop on manifesting. I'm just about done with my manifesting guide, and I decided it would be a great outline for a course just to dive deeper on some of the concepts. The other mini workshop that I'll have right around the corner is developing courage and confidence, being unleashed and unstoppable. Through my conversations, I realized that a lot of people want to work on or embellish, expand their feeling of confidence and courage. Most people say confidence because that's the focus, but I think courage is such an essential component there, it gets you to confidence. In uh, in the beginning, you have to have an abundance of courage as you step forward into a new direction. So I'm creating a workshop on that. And then the third workshop that's right around the corner is nonverbal communication. How to tune into the nonverbal cues, the nonverbal communication that another provides you. And is it possible to ascertain whether or not they're telling the truth based on just what they're conveying nonverbally or through their body signals, their body language? Nonverbal communication is one of the more fun things that I teach, one of the things that I take a lot of pride in, and it's one of those things that's hard to convey over a podcast. So, like I said, over the next couple of months, these three workshops will be put out in the marketplace. You'll have an opportunity to register. In fact, the opportunity to register will happen probably as soon as you listen to this podcast. Just go to yesdaniel.com to gain access. And then over the next few months, there'll be a continuous parade of mini workshops for you to take advantage of. The purpose of these mini workshops is to give a lot of people access to a low price training that they can easily take advantage of. And if you're a member of the vault, this is just part of your membership. So if you're a member of the vault, don't concern yourself. You're going to have access to this. And if you'd like to be a member of the Wisdom Vault, you can check out the workshops and the membership at yesdaniel.com. And so like I said today, a lot of the topics that I get for my workshops, my offerings, and the podcast episodes come from conversations with you all. This morning, I had a conversation with Nicole in Australia. I had to get up rather early because there's a time difference, but it was well worth the effort. And during our conversation, she said something that kind of shocked me. You know, frankly, I forgot about it. 
she said that most of the people that she encounters in the day-to-day world, they don't understand that your thoughts control your reality. How you perceive things, your belief about things, your your habits, your behaviors, they govern your life and they're all monitored, they're all generated from how you think. And of course, you know, this is the, the curse of knowledge. I've realized this for years. In fact, when I was in my teens, I realized that we live our whole life in our head and that when you change your thought, you change your behavior, change your reality, your experience of it. So you need to master your mind. Wayne Dyer wrote a book, and I think I'm going to slaughter this topic or this title and because I haven't read it. It's it, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I think that's the way it says. So basically, your reality changes when your thoughts change. And so today I'm going to talk about how the world is or your reality is a mirror of your mind. Because frankly, I forgot, I forgot that a lot of people don't necessarily believe that the mind or how we think of things is all it is. When I first got involved in sports performance, I was constantly told by sports psychologists and people in the the mental aspect of sports that that sports performance is 80% mental, 20% conditioning, muscle memory. And then there's another camp that says, no, no, it's 90% mental and 10% muscle conditioning or muscle memory. I beg to differ. From my point of view, Sports performance, performance in life is 100% mental. And I had someone object to me and I said, well, just remove the brain and try and perform. And they said, well, that's rather simplistic because, you know, you have to deal with the body. And I said, from my perspective, the body is an extension of the mind. Because many of you think something and it has an immediate response in the body. You think some negative thought or some past event that was not necessarily uh, stellar was rather upsetting, possibly, and you'll start to feel the sensations in your body. Your heart rate will increase. Adrenaline will start to flow in your system all through thought, all through thought. Generally, it's accepted more today than when I first started investigating this idea that the mind does influence the body. You see, back when I first started, it was generally accepted that the body was different than the mind. They were somewhat separated. Now, over the years, we've talked about the mind-body connection, but there's been whole books written on the fact, trying to establish that there is a direct connection to how you think or how you use the mind and the effects that register in the body. This idea of separateness actually is embraced by the medical establishment because, frankly, for them to start encountering the mind or or considering the mind in health and healing, it's cumbersome. It's too many variables to think about. Frankly, my experience has said if you focus on the mind, focus on the mindset, focus on the beliefs, the body takes care of itself. Most dis-ease in the body is an aberration in our thinking. It's an aberration in our emotions. Something is unsettled. Something we're actually in dis-ease in our body, in our mind. When I first began my path, my investigation in the mind, in hypnosis, and, oh gosh, all these different books on spirituality that were kind of paraded in front of me by the universe... 
I actually forget the exact book I read where I got this statement from, but the moment I read it, it made perfect sense. It said that the world is a mirror of your mind. I got it. I understood it. And I figured if I want to change my world, I change my thoughts. That was some one of those things that you just understand. It's an aha moment. Yeah, someone's never put it quite in that way or in those words, but that's the way it is. That's the truth. That thought was further validated when I began studying neurolinguistic programming. In NLP, one of the first presuppositions, the things that you presuppose are true, is that the map is not the territory. And what does that mean? It means that the only thing we have access to is a map of reality, a model of reality. And because we're interacting with the map or the model of the world and not the real world, not the territory, if we change the map, change the model, then we change the territory. We change our world. We don't actually interact with the real world in and of itself. We interact with a representation of the world. See, we take everything out there and we truncate it down. We compress it into visual, auditory, and kinesthetic or sensation information. To a lesser extent, gustatory or taste and olfactory smell. We, we represent the world in our head. And it's a, an interpretation of energy, of vibration. And so all this goes on where we take everything out there and we translate it or reinterpret it and it registers in our mind. And then that information is processed according to our beliefs, our values, our perceptions, and other criteria that we use to govern whether or not something is valid or not. And through this process of reinterpreting the world, we generate a map of reality. We don't actually interact with the real world in and of itself, but a representation of it. And so essentially, each of us lives our own personal version of reality. Is that true? Well, I don't know. Let's think about it. There's seven and a half billion people on the planet. If there was a definite certain reality, then every person on the planet would have the exact experience of reality. But we don't. We know immediately when we consider trading brains with somebody else that, and you know, actually exchanging brains, having their thoughts, their perceptions, we understand in that instant that other people don't think the way we do. They don't have the same belief systems that we do. There's been experiments, well, law enforcement knows for sure if five witnesses witness an accident, an event, and later you interview each of these different people apart from themselves, you get five different accountings of the situation, of the event. And some of them will be so different, they'll, they'll even change the, the people that are involved. They'll be completely different descriptions. You see, everyone interprets the world differently. If you've ever played that game telephone or telephone line where someone reads a message and then you turn and whisper it into someone's ear and there's a whole chain of people and one person relays the message to the next person, to the next person, and then to the next person. By the time that message is whispered in the ear of each person all the way down to the end of the line, the message at the end of the line, at the end of the line of communication hardly even resembles the original message. It's been convoluted, reinterpreted, repeated. Different aspects uh, were only heard and then others augmented or 
added to it. So the message that you get at the end does not resemble the original message at all. It's been contaminated by the different perceptions and perceptual filters of the people passing along the message. So again, I'll make the statement, the world is a mirror of your mind. So if your world is not working, you're not screwed. A lot of people think they're screwed. Like, you know, I have the thoughts I have and my world isn't really working. You know, things are a mess. And so how do you fix it? Well, the good news is, is that you change your thinking. You change your reality, you change your world, you change your experience. Personally, I think this is good news because it means that you don't have to change everything about your life. You don't have to change the structures of your life. You change how you think about your life. You change the way you look at things. The things you look at change. This idea is actually the heart of everything I do. You know, I believe that a lot of our behavior, a lot of the way we interpret our reality is based on our self-identity, our self-concept. Who are we in relationship to the way the world shows up? Who are we in the presence of circumstance? Our perceptions, the way we respond to it, the, the things we make it mean to us changes our experience of life. You can change one little aspect and it changes or could change everything. And so the, the message that I thought was implied in a lot of these podcast episodes, which I want to redefine, I guess, is that it's not about using a collection of techniques or processes in order to make your life better. I want you to be invested in learning to master your mind, master how you think, master your emotions, because your emotions are essentially the end result or the caboose on the train of thought that you have. Think this, picture that, and you get a particular feeling state. And that feeling state is up to you. It's your ultimate freedom. No matter what happens in your life, you have the ability to choose your response, choose the way you think of it, choose the way you perceive it, how you handle it. So whatever you take away from the podcast episodes or what you've got out of the podcast so far, ultimately my goal is that you understand that you have dominion over your mind. You get to choose your thoughts. You create your reality based on the things that you choose to pay attention to, the criteria by which you live your life by, the priorities that you set for yourself. But I should add, it's not only the podcast episodes, it's every course I've ever done, every talk or presentation I've ever done. It's all about empowering you. You are the creator of your reality. Change your mind, you change the world. I want a better world. I feel my mission is if I touch enough of you to the point where you get to your bones, that you are the master of your destiny, that you are the source of your joy, love, and peace of mind. When you get that, then I know that you're going to treat others completely differently. You're going to be in the world differently. You're going to be self-expressed. In fact, your life will be the story of your self-expression. I may not see that. I'd love to hear about it, but I know that I may not see it. All the different people that you'll touch. Now, this is was very satisfying for me in talking to Nicole this morning. She's a teacher, and so she teaches young children, pre-teens. And she's been conveying some of the ideas that I've outlined 
in these podcast episodes and gifting them to her kids so that they have a higher self-esteem. Instead of waiting for the teacher to say, I'm proud of you, she's teaching them, you should be proud of yourself. So they they have their own criteria that they are self-validating. That is so powerful. If, if they take that one idea and it will open up their life in a completely new way. And so that's satisfying to me because I know that I get to make a difference through you as you touch other people, as you make connections with other people. It's a cascade effect. It's a ripple effect out into the world. So if you can teach your children, your kids, that their experience of reality is a result of their thinking, that they are not victims to circumstance, that they get to choose their response, that's their ultimate freedom, nobody can take that away, then you empower them for life. Just that one idea, just this one idea changes your experience. Oh, wow. And to think that, you know, there's a part of me that took that for granted, that people just got that, that just knew that, and perhaps you do it. Chances are you got it because you've been in this conversation, but maybe you just happened upon this conversation. Maybe you just happened upon this podcast. I want you to get that. But understand that in my model of the world, you did not get here by happenstance. You attracted this conversation. You were ready or are ready for this conversation. If you get this, if you understand this, then I ask you, I implore upon you to teach other people. Be the example in the world that you are the master of your destiny, that you get to choose your thoughts. You respond to life in a way that is because you've chosen it, not because you've been a victim of it. You're at cause. You're not at the effect of others. If you don't feel you're yet qualified to do that yourself, then by all means, share the podcast, share the this episode or share the podcast in general. And I guess I want to take this time right now to thank you for those of you that have been reviewing or leaving a review for the podcast. There's been an uptick, an increase in the number of people leaving a review at my request. And thank you. Thank you very much. It's made a big difference. It's moving things up. People are starting to find it even over just the last week. And so if you haven't yet left a review and you've enjoyed the podcast and enjoyed the episode, by all means, subscribe, if you haven't yet subscribed, and leave a review. And if you can, when you leave the review, give me a couple words, leave a couple words so other people understand why you gave it a five-star rating. And it just makes all the difference in the world. Helps me fulfill my mission and potentially, maybe it's your mission too, to touch other people in the world. You know people that are a lot like you that think the same ways. And by sharing the podcast, you include other people in this conversation, expanding the possibilities for all. Well, until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals, be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. (laughs) 